Hello and welcome back to the Off The Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and as ever, Brad Morris. Now, it has been a decent weekend of football. Saturday uh, evening definitely made me happier out of uh, the two of us for once. Uh, Sunday, don't think Brad was too happy with the result. Well, it's like a bit of a comeback down to earth, isn't it? But we, hey, we were beaten by a, a way more physical team and we were actually a charity in a good way this time. That's how I look exactly. at it. <laughs> well, yes, there's always that to take on. But like I said, before we get into this podcast, make sure you like and subscribe to us on all platforms and follow us on Twitter at OffTCPod for all the latest news. Right, let's kick off with that big game on Saturday evening. Manchester United versus Tottenham Hotspur. Or should I say Cristiano Ronaldo versus Tottenham Hotspur in that game because that man loves scoring against them. Yeah, this was him returning. Almost. Yes. Almost coincidental that Tom Brady's there and then he decides to do a Tom Brady-esque like you turning. Oh, I'm, I'm here, guys. I'm still here. I'm still amazing. <laughs> exactly. That week off in Portugal has definitely helped him uh, get back to his usual Ronaldo self-scoring goals galore. Just getting away from Harry Maguire for a week has made him remember what he used to be like. I mean, good job he has the international break coming up in a fortnight's time then so he can get away from him for even longer. Maybe someone told him that he was like close to breaking the goal scoring record and then he went, oh God, we've got to get that then. Yes. I mean, let's talk about that first goal. What a wonder strike that was. A lovely assist from Fred, although he didn't really have to do too much, but the strike from Ronaldo, oh, that it's was vintage Ronaldo. It's nice, but I'm playing devil's advocate. Should Eric Dyer be closing him down there instead of backing off? Like, oh God, I don't know what to do. I mean, it's Eric Dyer we're talking about here. Yes, he should have done that, but does he have the capabilities of actually doing that is another question. If he goes near him, probably, yeah. Are we talking about the same Eric Dyer here? It's any defender, you just have to close him down, and then it ruins the chance of them actually like, having to take a shot. Mm, I still think Ronaldo Especially the way Ronaldo hit, like, especially the way he hit, it was a knuckleball, pretty much, when you see yeah. the ball barely moves. Mm. But uh, that's just so typical of Spurs. Those you think they should be doing better defensively in that situation, but they don't. Um, there was positivity then building on uh, from that goal. You, I was thinking United could maybe build on it and look more comfortable, but then <sighs> the penalty incident occurs. You're saying the penalty incident? I just think that whole second half, like there were flaws in this performance. You you weren't great. Oh yeah, it wasn't the best performance from United this season, but and there is still question marks over what is United going forward. And to be honest, I still don't know what United are going forward. But a victory is a victory, and you just got to take it. You do in this, but when you're fighting for top four and it's against the team that they're also trying to go for that goal as well. And yeah. United's case, Rashford, poor again. That doesn't mm. doesn't help the argument when it's like, well, well he's got to stay in it because he's United for it. For but yeah, no. Pogba as well. Like, mm. what what it's, was this? <laughs> yeah, it's one of them moments where, you, like, you're actually realizing that Fred and Ronaldo, because of his hat trick, were United's best players, and saying that Fred was United's best player okay. in a game is still very very confusing to say 
I feel like it was that, that first goal as well. It was a lot down to Fred as well. The flick was very nice. Yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. So the fact that even Gary Neville said if it wasn't for Ronaldo's hat-trick, I would have given Fred man of the match shows how poor United were the rest of the time. It was a poor performance from United. I wouldn't say the subs had much an impact. Probably Anthony Alanga was the best. Cavani and only had 10 minutes or thereabouts to play with so it's not really like I was expecting much from him considering he had missed uh, a few games through uh, injury and illness I think is why he hasn't played for a while but it's there is still a lot of question marks around in this United team and what is playing into our disadvantage at the minute and other teams advantages is the games they've got in a handover United so United have played 29 games so they've got no games in hand where you look at Arsenal who are up in fourth they've got three games in hand over us Spurs have got two games in hand over us as well so there's that question mark of are United actually going to get the top four and obviously as it stands they're not but then it's just oh, I don't know where the club goes for the rest of the season do you still have to buy Arsenal uh, I think we do, yes. Because mm. it's that one that's going to be the the main test. Like if you get something against Arsenal, like minimum a win, then you've still got a chance. But if you lose, then that's damning of you know its position right now. Yeah, I mean, looking at the rest of our fixtures now, um, Liverpool, which was meant to be this coming weekend, but postponed because of them being in the FA Cup, so that's got to be rescheduled. Then we've got Leicester, Everton, which theoretically should be a win on how they're playing this season but it's Manchester United (laughs) Norwich then uh, we play a trip to Arsenal uh, two easier games against Brentford and Brighton and then we've got Chelsea the penultimate uh, game of the season which could be very defining for Champions League spots for both teams I mean obviously Chelsea have that bit of cushioning but with their whole situation going on we don't know what they're going to be like come what may yeah the way I see it is as long as you've got Ronaldo just willing the team forward as we've seen many mm. times this season you'll do pretty well no matter how many times Harry Maguire tries to ruin it you know <sighs> you've always got Ronaldo Honestly. there to clean up the mess and just make things right and keep you know it within reach of the goal yeah honestly though I wouldn't be surprised if whoever the new manager is, whether it be Eric Ten Hag or Mauricio Pochettino coming in this summer, I wouldn't be surprised if they get another defender in because Maguire's just been awful this season. Oh yeah, I feel like they have to because Maguire, this guy, it's it's a joke at this point, really. Yeah. Does he ever it, stop being just, funny? I mean, for United fans, it's it stopped being funny, but I think for the rest of football, even they're starting to get worried. Like, this stuff shouldn't be happening for someone who's an England centre-half and is one of England's main players as well. And you're seeing him doing this week in, week out at Manchester United. There's got to be question marks raised as to whether Gareth Southgate even selects him, let alone as in playing, whether you select oh, you, the man. You know he's starting. Like, we can't have that debate. You know he's going to be starting. But mm, you know, I mean, at least Romero got a laugh out of it. I mean, he didn't get the last laugh though. Exactly. Let's be honest. Has he not learnt anything? It's rule one: don't do that until the final whistle's gone. For fuck's sake! Makes it funnier. Mm. 
I'm just, but yeah, uh, United, like I said, take the three points. Can't complain in that situation, despite another realistically poor performance. Um, obviously, all attentions now head to uh, this midweek when they face the second leg against Atletico Madrid in the Champions League with that tie level. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that turns out myself. I'm not too sure. Well, hey, what's Ronaldo like when he plays second legs against Atletico? Very good. Last time I checked. Exactly. That's why I still think you've got a chance. Hmm. But yeah, let's move on. Okay. Let's talk. I want to talk Brighton and Liverpool next. Okay. Uh, a win for Liverpool, though, probably not the most convincing of styles. I mean, only 2 0, uh, considering how bad Brighton have been in recent weeks. Uh, Luis Diaz, once again, though. Yes. Yeah. What a phenomenal coup that was from Jurgen Klopp and co to get him in January for what thirty, forty million? Oh, yeah, there's some of it's in there, but he, yeah, he's gonna be a hell of a player for them. And at he's the moment it just feels like he's only scratching the surface of how important a player he will become. Even more so when yeah. this week there's all been the talks of Salah's contracts and he yeah. wants more money and they Liverpool probably can't give it him Luis Diaz mm. is there to step up. He, he's ready. Oh, 100%. You can see he's already, uh, what you call it, ready to slot in, whether it be Salah that leaves this summer or Mane, because obviously there's been a lot of talk of Mane uh, being one as well, leaving. So, uh, yeah, 40 million already for him. He's looking worth every penny. Yeah, I think we look for you saying, oh, it's only 2 0. They looked in control. If we're being yeah. honest, they don't have to go out battering teams at this point. They just need to be in control of games and not lose. Mm. And again, both you'd say benefit for them and disadvantage is again, uh, well, the whole top three have uh, a game in hand over the likes of United, West Ham, and Wolves. Obviously, uh, none of them are likely to win the league, but it is that constant question mark of oh can Liverpool close that final gap to Manchester City and overtake them potentially to become champions for me I don't think I think they can get close to it and I think we maybe see like uh, the final weeks of the season it'll be like a point or two but I think Man City will just about hold on for this title yeah I'm almost reserving judgment until they play in April a little bit because for now, they've just got to keep up with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on a whole, though, like you say, it wasn't obviously a convincing, uh, resounding route for Liverpool against uh, uh, Brighton. But again, victory is a victory. Mo Salah are also scoring a penalty. At this minute in time, uh, what, mid-March, you take whatever victory you can do. Yeah, I guess the last thing with this one is what on earth was going on with the goalkeeper like how he wasn't sent off he committed attempted murder (laughs) how was Mm. he not even was he even looked at like genuinely was it actually looked at I don't think so because he didn't get a yellow card the whole thing was just weird so pretty much the rule is oh he scored so it's irrelevant like Mm. no it isn't yeah red card is a red card and then there was some. Did uh, he talk about? 
Yeah, and then you even heard Rio Ferdinand saying it at half-time. Uh, if that's an outfield player doing that anywhere else on the pitch or even doing it in the box themselves, they'd be sent off. But why wasn't the keeper sent off in that situation? Yeah, we, like, we say all that and I agree, but the an incident in the West Ham Villa game says a voice. Hmm. That's, that's VAR in a nutshell. Yeah, no consistency once again. I mean, we'll speak about VAR in one of the other games yeah, later on. From... <laughs> it's it's been a couple of weeks since we've had a VAR output. It seems like it's back this week. Oh, d- don't. Just, I can't yeah. be asked. Uh, on to Arsenal versus Leicester City now. Uh, Mikel Arteta side winning 2 0. Probably should have been more, actually. Yeah, Arsenal are good. It's annoying. That they're good mm. again. You could really see that something is now just being built there. Fans are also going along with it instead of the that malaise that it was. Of just well, what progress are we making? Mm. You know, they've got a young squad that's nowhere near its prime yet, and they look so good that a top four spot is well and truly theirs if they want it. Yeah, and like I said, with the whole. Uh, thing against uh, Man United is they've got games in their favour like Arsenal has got a massive advantage I mean they haven't lost in the league since the start of the year when they lost to Manchester City mad and they, they even look great against Man City yeah like it's actually frightening as a Man United fan to see how well Arsenal have progressed under Arteta and just, playing Leicester is actually a good sign of that because it wasn't that long ago we could have probably said well, Arsenal, Leicester, they're fairly equal at the moment, really, because mm. if not Leicester, maybe just being ahead of them in terms of where they stood in performances on the pitch, say, last yeah. season. But that's nowhere near the case right now, how the last few months have gone. Yeah, I mean, obviously, injuries are playing a major uh, part in this for Leicester City this season because they've been hampered with them. And like we said, Jamie Vardy, again, out of this fixture and he's missing for a good couple of months now. I think he may come back just before the end of the season. Um, it's Wait, big worry the season's for Brendan. Over. Well, actually, yeah. the season's done. Mm, I mean, they're sat in 12th place now. It's just about finishing as high up as possible. Yeah, it's weird that the table's now formed itself of the total race, top four, who could finish in the top half of the table, and relegation. Yeah. But it's quite interesting to see that uh, no matter where you look in the table, there isn't really much of a big, big gap in terms of like, okay, we can say these are the three definitely going down or these are the team that's definitely going to win Premier League and this is the team that are definitely going to get the last Champions League place or the other two European spots as well. We've actually got a good uh, fight into us as we head into like the last nine or ten games of the season. More things to talk about. <laughs> Exactly. Although this weekend we're going to be shot in the foot because it's fucking FA Cup weekend. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, when your team are out of it, it's boring. Oh, it is a little bit. It loses a little bit of the fun, but I definitely still see potential for some good stories. Talking about good stories, let's head over to uh, West Ham versus Aston Villa because... That's not a good story. It... <laughs> not funny, well, not... at least. <laughs> Not in the Aston Villa point of view. Point of view, but Sorry, I'll or, take the glasses uh, off. Here we go. 
<laughs> uh, West Ham managed to beat Aston Villa 2-1 and Andre Yarmolenko scored uh, the opener in the 70th minute and it was just an uh, incredible sight to see obviously being a Ukrainian man and obviously what's going on in the world uh, you saw all the emotion pour out of him when he celebrated that goal yeah look in the moment it's nice mm. I probably could have enjoyed it a lot more if it wasn't against my football club <laughs> uh, I mean it's not obviously the result um, that obviously Aston Villa needed now sitting in ninth could have put a bit more pressure on the likes of Tottenham Wolves and West Ham themselves I'd sit, if, we'd have, if we had a, won this we'd have gone 7 points of 7th so we would have made a bit of growth but there's still time we've still got to play them mm. yeah. yeah we're asking a lot really mm, definitely definitely uh, and the last time I started we... talking about Europe we ended up going on some terrible losing run and we started to look over our shoulder again <laughs> I think that is uh, something you don't have to worry about too much now because yeah, there up, is move on. four or five worst teams. And speaking of one of them worst teams, again, it's another defeat for Everton. They they're hanging on for their dear lives. Genuinely, the only reason they're not in the bottom three at the minute is because the others keep dropping points. Yeah, that, yeah, and that I is think literally... this could be their saving grace. I feel like we'll talk about this more in like a going to extra time at some point, but there's all the talk of boys well, Everton go down. Who would you sign from their squad? It's it's that usual yeah. end of season chat. We're like, oh, we look at all these teams that have gone down. Have they got a player that you'd want? Generally, I would not want a single one of those Everton players. No, I I don't know who would want. Like, if you're looking at the top seven or eight team usual teams, so City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, United. Spurs, Wolves, even Leicester. I don't think any of these Everton players would get into any of their teams. You could make the case for Calvert Lewin, an unformed Calvert Lewin, maybe. Like right now, Possibly. he's not anywhere near. You could also make the case for Richarlison. Like when he cares and he's on it, he's amazing as well. Yeah, I mean, I put out a poll after. Actually, the maybe defeat. Alan, Alan as well. There's a case to Corey as well because they used to be like pretty good. Yeah. The rest of them. Uh, <laughs> like what? Yeah. Maybe Demar uh, Gray actually he had his moments, but he's really lost it quite a bit. I'm not too sure. So they've picked up 22 points from 26 Premier League games this season, which is their lowest ever tally at this stage of any league campaign since uh, three points were awarded for a win, which is really back to see that's terrible not even Derby with that shot mm. uh, I also I've said a poll as well. the, in- the supposed England number one is in this team uh, I, I, I think is you then look at who do you put in Ramsdale yeah actually well, I don't know why that was exactly what are you talking <laughs> it's Aaron Ramsdale yeah. now yeah Sorry, it's just because I was thinking of like Dean Henderson, but he's not playing. Then I'm like, oh, Sam. Could you look all the Euros options? Sam, so I saw the other night. You're not having that one. No, but I'm saying like he was one of them options during the Euros and that, and I was like, no, because West Brom was shite. All of the Euros goalkeepers, it was Pickford, Pope, Henderson, and now they're all shite. Mm. And the only decent one left is Ramsdale. Yeah, he's, he's decent. 
Yeah. Um, so, so back on the Everton talk for a second. I'd put out a poll on our Twitter account uh, afterwards uh, once the result came in, and it was a simple question: Will Everton be relegated from the Premier League this season? And it's still got uh, time to uh, go and vote on it. So make up your mind but uh, so far 80% of people think that Everton will be relegated this season it's looking more and more likely especially when you consider the unpredictability of a Watford which mm-hmm. is weird because I was saying yeah they're goners and all that but th- they go beat Southampton yeah winning 2-1 uh, Chucho Hernandez scoring a brace I mean it is kind of typical of Roy Hodgson to be able just to get these scrappy type of results and get the wins that they need to against these teams um, mid-table that haven't really got a lot to play for now for the rest of the season so these are the type of fixtures Watford need the big saving grace for those near the bottom is get the results against those around you and those Mm -hmm. who are completely out of form we've seen that Mm -hmm. as well with another team as well Leeds yep managed to beat Norwich 2-1 to give uh, Jesse Marsh his first win in English football thanks to a 94th minute winner from Joe Gellhart despite despite Kenny McLean's equalising in the 91st minute it's it's just absolute craziness but also more condemning the fact that I think Norwich are definitely down oh god Mm. I wish I could shout out the limbs of Leeds as well yes Beautiful Right, uh, last couple of games that happened this weekend. Brentford beat Burnley 2-0. Ivan Tony with a brace. Uh, Christian Eriksen getting an assist, which was nice to see. His first assist back in English football, I believe it was. Yeah, I think so. And then the other game uh, that took place this weekend that we haven't spoke about, uh, Chelsea-Newcastle. Chelsea winning late on through Kai Havertz scoring uh, the only goal of that game. And obviously Crystal Palace playing at Manchester City this evening. Yeah, should we talk Chelsea, Newcastle? I mean, is it, you could. Uh, I don't know. I know where to start. I know where to start. I know where to start with this. We'll start because Havertz okay. got a goal that many Newcastle fans would have saw coming, just purely on the basis that there's a case to make that he shouldn't have even been on the football pitch. No, not a case. He shouldn't have been on the football pitch. <laughs> he an, also committed no... attempted murder. Exactly. Clear and blatant, obvious elbow. Uh, to Newcastle, I can't remember which Newcastle player it was now. Dan Burn. Dan Burn, that was it. Um, can't miss him. Six or seven. Yeah, I just couldn't think of who it was. His name just escaped me. But yeah, a hundred percent red card in that sense. And obviously, if he's not on the pitch, he doesn't score that winner late on. Again, Newcastle felt aggrieved that they should have had a penalty after Trevor Shalaber, uh was pulling back. It was uh, that was Jacob Murphy. Jacob Murphy. How is he not given that as a penalty? And how's that not even been looked at? You yeah. clearly see on the replay that Shalabar has uh, yeah. his as, jersey as a referee, been pulled. Like, as a referee, ever felt that feeling of having of trying to run when their shirt's being pulled? Like, <laughs> it's just, mm. it's just the way Murphy went down may be a little bit comical, which would make him think that possibly, possibly. Oh, I disagree completely, but. Mm. That's how they think, and then even weird. like you'd say, "Oh, has Shalabar got any uh, think on the ball?" But he doesn't get anywhere near the ball at all. He's pulling his shirt the whole time. Yeah, so you're like, okay, "Rev, how has this not even been looked at by VAR as a potential re- uh, penalty?" Because 
the as soon as you see the angle where you can see Shalaba pulling Murphy's shirt, you're like, well, that's a penalty. There's no question about yeah. that. Less VAR, more like MIA. Yeah, honestly. Well, it's just, I, I feel I don't like want we, to, bro, I hate I hate the top six bias talk, but it's it's looking more and more evident as the mm-hmm. season goes on. It really is. Even I have to admit, it is getting quite ridiculous now how much bias there is towards the top six. But what can you do? We're always going to be running into these don't problems. Pay, don't pay the price for VAR that it costs. That was, was found out earlier this year. Yes, uh, it is getting ridiculous. Right, uh, let's head over to the European action. And we'll start over in France because despite winning 3-0 against Bordeaux, Despite winning 3 0 uh, against Bordeaux, there was booze for Neymar and Messi during the game. What? Like, why? PSG fans got no class. Simple. I don't know what's happened. They, they were almost going on par with Real Madrid fans a little bit in the entitlement. PSG, 10 years ago, before the investment, were a top team, but they weren't what they are now. No. I swear there was stuff that there was like a statement from their ultras that they want the ownership group out because we want it to be like it was before. Mm. But you don't want the quality players in them. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of reports after that Champions League defeat in the days following and leading up to yesterday's match that apparently Leonardo, who's their like technical director, is not wanted at the club anymore. And there was some rumours that oh, Nasir Al Khalifa yeah, could be ousted as well. So it's yeah. very it, strange wait, times. There's a there's a thing with if the ownership group go that mm. then starts a thought process of well were they only in this just to build up a rapport ahead of the Qatar World Cup oh and yeah and the second that's done then yeah we're off done I'd be bye oh yeah I think if this time next year after the World Cup I wouldn't be surprised if you see stories that PSG have put their club up for sale and someone else comes in because like you say I genuinely now think it is purely for the 2022 World Cup I don't know why I said the World like that I should have just said the World Cup later on this year but either way um, oh, Georgia. it is quite strange to see that Neymar and Lionel Messi getting booed it's not the first time Neymar's been booed no that there. happens quite well, regularly he yeah, fell out PSG. with him a while ago yeah Lionel Messi what no one boos Messi except Ronaldo fans no sensible person boos Messi <laughs> but yeah, uh, 3-0 win for PSG uh, to extend their uh, lead at the top of uh, Liège 1 to 15 points over Marseille who are now up to second after they beat uh, Brest 4-1 and elsewhere Nice, uh, they dropped points this past weekend after only managing a 0-0 draw with Montpellier and Rennes who are in fourth beat Lyon 4-2 which is probably shock scoreline of the weekend uh, I have an opinion on that. <laughs> over in Germany, the big game, as we spoke about on the preview show, between Bayern Munich and Hoffenheim uh, finished 1-1. Uh, Robert Lewandowski doing what Robert Lewandowski does in scoring. Um, Christoph Baumgartner did score the opener, though, for Hoffenheim. So I did say there was potential that Bayern could drop points in this one. <laughs> I was proven right. Yeah, I'm losing my way a little bit. Like it was there at the start of the season, now it's falling apart a little bit. I mean, it's still a 13-point gap, although uh, Dortmund have a game in hand. It is these type of games you're thinking, 
Jesus Christ, Bayern, surely you shouldn't be dropping points here. And there's times that you look at me, they're just they're so inconsistent in the league. Yeah, it's surprising. I don't know if it's maybe just is it Argolsman's style really? Are they still adapting a little bit? Because in the Champions League, they look great. Yeah. So it's one of them like, how can they look so good in the Champions League? And you're like, okay, they've got this Nagelsmann way of playing down to a T, yet looking their league games, and you're like, do they actually have it down to a T that much? Are they still dealing with all the injuries as such? Because I guess that could be an issue. Not as bad. I mean, um, Neuer's back in goal. Uh, I'd say the only. I can't even think who who's usually the midfield partner with Joshua Kimmich. Dude, I've no idea. It's not Talisa, is it? No, because he's usually a wide player. Has it not been Musiala in recent weeks? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it has been Musiala, and he played uh, on Saturday because he became the youngest ever Bayern Munich player to play 50 games uh, as a teenager, and he's That's what 17, mental. 18, which is yeah. incredible. But he's German now, so we can't care for him. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's very strange. Uh, speaking of Dortmund, they managed to beat Arminia Bielfeld 1-0 with Marius Wolf scoring the only goal of that game, though they definitely should have uh, scored a couple more. Third place by Leverkusen, they lost 1-0 to Cologne with Kingsley Schindler scoring the only goal of the game. However, they had to make two early substitutions, uh, Leverkusen, after losing Jeremy Frimpong and talented youngster Florian Wurtz. Uh, through injury and Leverkusen confirmed later on in the evening that uh, Wurtz has torn his ACL so that's six to nine months minimum that he's out for so he won't be going to the World Cup unfortunately this year for Germany yeah that's a bad injury to have at Mm. that age as well because when you come back it's yeah a lot of players are a bit different yeah and I mean he's been He's been such an incredible player for Leverkusen this season. It is a massive, massive loss. And uh, the big scoreline of the weekend, which is no surprise really, uh, RB Leipzig beating SPV GG Greuther Firth 6-1. And finally, or no, not finally because we haven't gone to Spain yet, in Italy, Juventus beat Sampdoria 3-1. AC Milan continued uh, to show that why they are the best team in Italy, beating... Empoli 1-0 and remaining top of the table. Napoli beat Hellas Verona 2-1 to keep up the pressure. And once again, Juventus dropping points uh, and nearly lost the game if it wasn't thanks to Alexis Sanchez's 93rd minute equaliser against Torino. But Juventus. Inter Milan, <laughs> I said Juventus then, you had Saiyans, but I was like, Juventus won. They're on like a 15 match, repeating streak. Yes, Inter Milan, sorry. Um, so Ace Milan are on top of the table by three points Napoli in second, Inter in third and Juve in fourth and finally over in Spain uh, Atletico Madrid won on Friday evening beating Cadiz uh, 2-1 then elsewhere uh, Valencia and Hatafe drew 0-0 Barcelona beat Osasuna 4-0 with Ferran Torres scoring a brace there with a lovely penalty I don't know if you've seen his penalty I haven't seen the penalty now. It was a very nice take on one. And uh, Real Madrid don't play until this evening. So they remain top of the table, then Sevilla in second, Barca in third, and Atletico in fourth. Yeah, Xavi's performing, I don't want to say miracles, but if we, what we were seeing at the start of the season, it's close. Oh, it is a 100% miracle. They look light and day difference compared to what they did at the start of this season. Yeah, they, they look good again. Yeah. He's got a Bamiang playing good. <laughs> He's got a Bamiang playing world class. 
Not he's got his arm as far. We're looking like a composite footballer. Honestly, he he can work miracles. This man. Uh, right. Let's head over to the predictions league now, and it was a no, good it's week. Not. <laughs> good week for me as I've managed to tie it up. So the games we had were Brentford Burnley, which we both got wrong. Uh, I predicted a one-all draw. You predicted a Burnley win. Uh, Arsenal Leicester, I predicted two 0 so I get three points there. You get one point for predicting that Arsenal would win. Uh, we both get a point for predicting that Wolves would beat Everton. Although we now look stupid for going for such a high score line in that one. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Bayern Munich versus Hoffenheim, both wrong. Same with AZ Alkmaar versus uh, FC Twenty, and then I get one point for predicting that Fiorentina would beat Bologna. I went with 2-1 uh, despite it ending 1-0. So we are now tied on points 87 apiece as we head into the final few weeks of the season. Well, look, listen, I'm still fighting for this title. Right. <laughs> I, I would love it if I'd be here. Love it. <laughs> I'm not going to go full uh, Kevin Keegan on you. Don't worry. I just did it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, should I win it come the end of the season? I'm, I'm going to be very humble should I win it. I feel like Kevin Keegan right now gets your Fergie. Yes. We've still got to go to their place and play them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, another good week. In terms you couldn't of... have run it the voice, could you? Oh, God, no, I'm not going to do it. We've still got to go to their place. That, that was Alan Hansen. <laughs> I was going to say, that was not Alex Ferguson, that was Alan Hansen. Because I thought you were going to end up going, you can't win anything with the cuts. Which is obviously his most iconic line. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's uh, stop on the impressions. Right, uh, before we finish, let's have a look ahead to the Champions League fixtures that we have this week. It is obviously the second leg of uh, Manchester United versus Atletico Madrid uh, tomorrow, as well as Ajax and Benfica. Reminder that Man United and Atletico are level apiece, one apiece, and Ajax and Benfica is. 2-2 uh, in that case and then on Wednesday it is the second legs of Juventus versus Villarreal and Lille versus Chelsea so Juve, Villarreal is one apiece and Chelsea have that 2-0 advantage over Lille obviously with Chelsea those are all talk of possible what, could they travel to all this game and hotel stuff but that obviously was done prior to the sanctions uh, placed on Roman Abramovich because obviously that would yeah. be sorted as soon as the tie came out however going forth no one knows. Well, I do because I believe they left this morning for a long walk to the coast and then it's pedalo on the English Channel to Lille. I mean, I don't know how long that would take, but it would take a long exactly, time. Exactly, that's why I said they better start of leaving now. <laughs> Definitely something that would uh, need to take into consideration. Good in training exercise, actually. Nice pedalo on <laughs> the English Channel. It would take Angola Kante two minutes to get across there. You know what he's like. Walks on water, he can run. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right, that is everything. Uh, Actually, I, I want, can we end with like the circle comments after the game? Because it was quite funny. It was like, well, we, we've got the tickets to fly back. If not, we'll get the Euro staff. We can't do that. Then we've got a seven-seater ready. <laughs> yeah, and he said he'd be prepared to drive it himself. Which, I mean, that is taking the whole new Chelsea parking the bus method uh, to a whole new level. That's good. If, if you play shit, you get left behind. Unlucky Timo Werner. Oh, God. 
<laughs> I was thinking of who could have thrown into the bus, but Timo Werner is the first player that came to my mind. And I didn't mean that as a pun. Who could have thrown into the bus? Sorry. I mean, Lukaku was right there. Werner's uh, easier to go for, though. Send them both. Yeah, they can both stay in France for all I care. Um, there's also Premier League fixtures this week uh, Crystal Palace obviously play Manchester City this evening and then I believe uh, Brighton are playing Tottenham during the midweek I think that's on Wednesday and Arsenal play Liverpool during this uh, week as well uh, so there's some games to look forward to and obviously there's the other set of fixtures in the Europa League and Europa Conference League and Everton play Newcastle on Thursday evening Uh in a must, must win for Everton. Yeah. Uh, had you said Man City tonight? Yes. Palace? Yeah, you had, yeah. Right, uh, that is all the stuff. We'll be back later on this week to recap all the Champions League action and I'm praying that Man United somehow get through and uh, look to the... Harry Maguire says otherwise. Oh, please don't. I'm expecting... I want Anthony Alanga to score the winner to send us through. But like I said, this week we'll be recapping the action in the Europe and looking ahead to a FA Cup weekend in both the men's and women's game this weekend, which is quite strange. Uh, they're both playing yeah, FA Cup. good. Support both of the FA Cups. Yeah, sure. Anyway. Which bit? <laughs> well, you'll be supporting the women's one, obviously. I'll have my arm both. And I'll be watching the Formula One this weekend. <laughs> Oh god, you, you, you're an F1 fan now, are you? You're one of the casuals. Yeah, I, I, I always watch F1. So do I, but I'll happily admit that I'm a casual. Oh yeah, I'm not a diehard F1 fan. Anyway, we're not an F1 podcast. I'm not here binge-watching Drive to Survive. <laughs> right, anyway, uh, what, uh, what you can binge-listen to is our podcast, where you can find them on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, like I said at the start, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you do listen to us f- from and follow us on Twitter at OffTCPod for all the latest news and we'll keep you up to date with everything happening with Chelsea. And until next time, it's goodbye from Brad. See ya. And goodbye from me. We'll see you soon. <laughs>